Hello and welcome to the AMA Update video and podcast. Today we're talking about the MATE Act and how it can be incorporated into GME training. I'm joined by Dr. Sanjay Desai, AMA's Chief Academic Officer and Group Vice President of Medical Education in Chicago. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's Chief Experience Officer, also in Chicago. Dr. Desai, it's a pleasure to have you back. Thanks, it's nice to be here. The Medical Access and Training Expansion Act, uh, better known as the MATE Act, requires increased training for DEA registered physicians and practitioners. Uh, Dr. Desai, let's just start by talking about a little background on the requirement and what it entails for physicians. Sure, Todd. So this MADE Act um, officially went into effect back in June of 2023 and essentially requires physicians, physicians to complete eight hours of training on treating and managing patients with opioid or other substance use disorders. The training is a one-time requirement. So once physicians have completed, they don't have to do it again, but it is required whether you've been practicing for a long time or you're brand new into practice. It's also important to note that the training uh, can be done across multiple sessions. It's eight hours, but it can be broken up and physicians can count past trainings uh, from certain providers towards these eight hours as well. Dr. Desai, as I understand it, the AMA had some initial issues with the MATE Act and we expressed those concerns to Congress last year. For a little context, what was Congress thinking uh, about this? Yeah, so, you know, as we saw in our most recent overdose epidemic report from 2022, opioid prescribing has decreased year over year for the last 10 years, almost a 50% reduction in total. However, overdoses and deaths related to illicitly manufactured fentanyl, methamphetamine, and cocaine continue to unfortunately increase. And so the epidemic is very much still a pressing issue, and it's in need of, of even more urgent action. And Congress was... Uh, considering multiple legislative proposals to to try to address this this urgent need. And some of them the AMA supported, such as eliminating the need for physicians to obtain an X waiver. This was uh, a waiver that physicians had to have to prescribe uh, medications for op opioid use disorder, and, and it was a barrier. So um, we were uh, in favor of eliminating that. Uh, the AMA was concerned, however, that there were unintended consequences for patient care related to the MADAC's training requirement. And so, man, for example, mandating, even, even without the X waiver, mandating eight hours of training in substance use disorder for DEA registration, that can be a barrier for caring for patients who um, are being treated with controlled medications, whether or not they have a substance use disorder. In addition, you know, we, we know that there's no evidence that CME mandates have led to reductions in opioid related overdoses or deaths or, or improved outcomes, which was another concern for ours. But now that the MADE Act is law, the AMA is working to fulfill the training, make fulfilling the training as easy as possible um, and as meaningful as possible for physicians around the country. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, how we're making that easier. First, let's talk about what the MADE Act means for residents and fellows who are registering with the DEA for the first time. Do they still need to take this training? Yeah, actually, everybody has to take a, take the training. So all DEA registered physicians in the country are required to complete this training. However, <clears throat> uh, regard and that re regardless, again, if you're the first time, as I mentioned before, or if you're renewing uh, uh, as well, that that it still requires a testing that they've completed the the eight hours of of training that's required by the Made Act, or eight hours that is creates eligibility for this for this um, for this uh, completion. But that being said. 
physicians that have already completed eight hours of training, and many have before on this topic, do not need to do it again. Uh, for example, if you graduated in good standing from a medical school within five years of the act, which is June 27th, 2023, and your institution provided training on all FDA approved medications to treat opioid and other substance use disorders, then you've already satisfied this training requirement. However, that means if you're a fellow resident that's been in training longer than that, uh, they may still need to complete the, the eight hours of training. Medicine doesn't stand still, and at the AMA, neither do we. AMA members are physicians like you who are shaping the future of medicine. Become a member today and join the movement. Visit ama-assn.org slash movingmedicine. Dr. Desai, what have you been hearing from GME institutions about the MADE Act and how have you been, uh, or how have they been helping the residents and fellows meet yeah, we've, the requirement? Yeah, we've, we've actually heard a lot, Todd, from, from GME institutions lately about the MADE Act. I think uh, so many, especially as it's been there and now people are renewing, that it's become a very uh, uh, notable topic for, for GME institutions. And they want to understand how they can uh, help their trainees meet these requirements. And the AMA can actually absolutely help with this. So the AMA GME Competency Education Program has everything that institutions need to help their residents and fellows comply with the MADE Act. Uh, if you're a GME institution already using this program, all you need to do is assign these seven courses to your learners, and, and that's it. Uh, from there, you can track their progress on the back end, and uh, you can make sure that all the residents and fellows have completed the courses. If you happen to be a program or an institution that's not using the, the program, you can learn more about it on the AMA website by visiting ama-assn.org backslash GCEP, G-C-E-P. Uh, for GME institutions that already provide eight hours of training in substance use disorders, we encourage them to tell their residents <clears throat> and provide them with the uh, type of documentation that they would find helpful in, in uh, verifying the, and, and using the attestation that they need to provide on the DEA registration. And while the DEA doesn't require physicians to submit that proof, uh, again, we encourage this as a best practice to keep records for their files. Absolutely. And for physicians out there, uh, you can also find uh, your easy-made solution for you on the AMA's EdHub, which brings together uh, all of the courses that you would need uh, to complete this requirement. Uh, Dr. Desai, the MADE Act just went into effect, but long term, what do you think the impact is going to be on the nation's drug-related overdose epidemic? Yeah, it's such a problem, Todd. I mean, the fact that reductions in opioid prescribing have not led to reductions in drug-related mortality shows that this is incredibly complicated and more work is, is needed. And education, as always, can be a powerful tool in this battle. Uh, the AMA has strongly supported medical schools and residency programs incorporating training on the broad range of issues essential to end this epidemic. We also continue to urge physicians to enhance their education on substance use disorder care, pain management, and evidence-based harm reduction initiatives. Uh, we know, however, education alone is, is not enough, and that's why we're also continuing to call on Congress and insurance companies to increase access to evidence-based care. That includes prohibiting prior authorization and step therapy for medications we know that can treat opioid use disorder. Dr. Desai, thank you so much for joining us today and for all that information. That wraps up today's episode. We'll be back soon with another AMA update 
In the meantime, you can find all our videos and podcasts at ama-assn.org slash podcasts. Thanks for joining us. Please take care.